bless the Lord as we sing softly. Let's just tell God to prepare our hearts for his word. Lord, prepare my heart for your word. Prepare my heart for your word. Yes, just speak to him and ask him to prepare your heart as we sing. His mercies never will come to bless your name. We pray that you speak your word to us, to each and every one of us, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that none of us will live the same. We pray, O oh God, that you would make us more and more like Jesus. May we be more like Jesus. May we love Jesus more. May we honor Jesus more. May we know Jesus more as we hear your word. May Christ Jesus be revealed in our lives and in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is good to be in church tonight. Amen. I believe that God has a good word for us. And the Bible says, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Hallelujah. So Jesus is here right now. Can you believe it? It, it? it seems like a fairy tale, but Jesus is here right now. Amen. And he's here to deliver, here to bless, here to heal, here to set free, here to do anything we want. he wants to do in our lives. Amen. So I believe that before... I traveled, we were talking about the power of God's word. Amen? The power of God's word. How many remember where we got to? The power of God's word. What is number one? Okay. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe that it's coming soon. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word of God is God himself. Amen? So the word of God is so important because the word of God is God himself. Amen? And when we have God, we, we, there's nothing we need more than God. If God told Abraham, or Abraham that I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. So if you have God, you have every good thing. Amen. Luke 11:13. What does Luke 11:13 say? 
Luke 11.13. If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Did you get that? Okay, now let's go to Matthew 7. Let's look at 10. Very interesting. You see that it's the same thing. Hallelujah. But he uses a different word. Uh, go to 11, sorry. Matthew 7, 11. If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? So it means that if you have God, you have all good things. Oh, hallelujah. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have all good things. Amen? Because these are, this is the synoptic Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke. John is different. So in Matthew and Luke, it's the same thing. If you look at Matthew chapter 7, go to verse 7. Matthew 7, go to verse 7. And you see, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone, please continue. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Hallelujah. So remember these words. Let's continue. Verse 9. Or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread will give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will give him a serpent. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, or your Father which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So how many remember this? Now let's go to Luke's account. And you see that Jesus is talking about the exact same thing in Matthew and Luke. Now go to Luke chapter 10. Let's start from verse 7. Or no, verse 8. Okay, now verse 9. Oh, no, Luke, did I say, no, Luke 11. Luke 11, 9. Luke 11, 9. Did I say 10? Luke 11, 9. Good. Uh, okay, good. And I say unto you, ask. So remember what I said, what I read in Matthew. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Same words. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Same words. Now continue. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he, gi will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Verse 12. Or if he, ask, or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Remember, it's the same words. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? It's the same thing. So in one verse, it's good things. How much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask him? In another, it is give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. So what does it mean? It means when you have the Holy Spirit, you have all good things. Amen. So Jesus was substituting the Holy Spirit to all good things. Think about it. So it means that if you have God, you have all good things. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have all good things. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is God. Look at John 6, 63. John 6, 63. John 6, 63. How many are getting what I'm saying? 
It is the spirit that gives life. Quickeneth means gives, gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It means that the word of God, the more of the word of God we read, the more of the Holy Spirit comes into us. And the more life we get, the more spirit and the more life. How many are getting what I'm saying? So it's very important that you and I get the word in because the word is also God himself. This is God himself. He, 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 of course, God is bigger than this, but this is the Logos, and the Logos is the word of God. John 1 says what? In the beginning was the word. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Just a quick recap since we've not talked about it in a couple of weeks. In the beginning was the word, and this word is Logos, which means the entire word of God. And the word was with God, and the Logos was God. In the beginning was the Logos which is the word, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. Amen? Let's continue. And this Logos is this. Hallelujah. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness could not withstand the light. The word comprehend, you might feel that the darkness could not understand the light. No, could not comprehend. Look at another version for this. Could not withstand, could not withstand the light, could not handle the light. The light was too strong for, for the darkness. Please get another version. In the beginning, is everything okay over there? Thank you. The light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. Hallelujah. But let's look at it in ESV. Amen. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Hallelujah has not overcome the light. How many are getting what I'm saying? So it means that the light removes every dark part of my life and your life. Anything that is wrong, whether it's lack, whether it's sickness, whether it's depression, whatever it is, the light of the word of God removes every darkness. And the darkness is not able to withstand the light of God's word. Amen. And then we, okay, then the second is what? The word of God created a universe. Wow. This Bible we read every day, or at least we are supposed to read every day, created the universe. The universe. The universe is so vast. The Bible says that God stretches the heavens like a curtain. Now, astronomy is saying that the universe is expanding. Think about it. The universe is expanding. So even before astronomy found out that the universe was expanding, the Bible said it already, that God stretches the heavens like a curtain. Even before science discovered, discovered something, God has said it already. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some people have some issues with Genesis, but Genesis is no, there, there are no issues with Genesis in terms of science. Science backs Genesis perfectly. It's just maybe one and a half nights question and answer time. Hallelujah. 
it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. When the, the world thought the earth was flat, there was a time that the earth, the human science thought the earth was flat. But it was, the Bible says, the circle of the earth. They only found out that they, they had proof that the earth was round when they went out of space. Pictures and the astronauts are seeing a circle around earth. Because when you are in a plane or you are in the sea, you, can't, you, you don't go down. <laughs> it's just always straight. There is no... Have you thought about it? Meanwhile, it's, it's, it's a circle. And yet you are going. Those, uh, uh, you know, the earth is round. So what about those here? Won't they fall? Why don't they fall? It's only those on top who should be standing. But it's because of God's laws. Gravity and all these different laws. Amen? And the earth is spinning. You see, the sun. Look, shake your head. <laughs> okay, so the sun. I need, okay, so you, are, you understand, so stand here. The sun. Now you are the earth. Now go around. Just go around. Go around. But that is not all. As you are going around, if I let me let me do as you are going around, you are spinning. That's how the earth is spinning around the sun. And at the fast rate, the, the speed at which the sun, the, the earth is moving around the sun and is spinning is not a small thing. And it's have you thought about why it's not blasted out? Why the earth has not like why it's still in orbit? He, he keeps the earth in orbit. I mean, it's fantastic. Because remember that the universe is expanding, so uh, galaxies are moving away. So if galaxies are moving away and some, some, some stars are moving away, why is it that the earth is not moving away from the sun, but it's still constantly rotating? You can put your hands together for these two. Hallelujah. And that is the word of God. Look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Hebrews 1, 3. Hebrews 1-3 says, Who does Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. So Jesus created the universe with his word. Well, he's the word. So God created the universe with his word and his word is Jesus. So Jesus created the universe with his word. So let there be. And that was it. He is not doing maintenance. Just one word is sustaining the universe. Hallelujah. God set the day and the night as 24 hours. 24 hours is day and night. So God set that law with light. Let there be light. Then he set that law that he's going to separate darkness from the light. And he's going to do, use 24 hours to do that. And then created a sun and established a 24-hour period with the sun. I don't know if you got that. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah. But the word of God created a universe. Number three, the word of God gives life and is light. We talked about that, but let's look at a couple of verses. Look at Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. 
Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? If the Lord is my strength and my light, then I should fear no one. If the Lord is my light and my salvation, he saves me totally, complete salvation, spirit, soul, body. So if the Lord is my light and my salvation, then whom shall I fear? What and whom shall I fear? If the Lord is the strength, my life receives strength from the Lord, and the Lord is the strength of my life, and uh, uh, so my life receives strength from the Lord, the Lord is the strength of my life, and the Lord gives me strength and power. Who can I be afraid of? When his strength is given to me, in my weaknesses, his strength is made perfect. But it comes as we are deep in the word. Hallelujah. You and I must be deep in the word for this to occur. Number four, the word of God is truth. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify. So the word of God sanctifies us and is true. Ephesians 6, 14 says what? Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth. So truth is part of the breastplate, sorry, is part of the armor of God. Truth is is, is well, the belt of truth. How many are getting what I'm saying? And the Bible says in Revelation 19, 11, we're still doing a recap, and I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. So his name is faithful and true. The word of God is faithful and true. Now, I was witnessing to someone some time back, and the person says there's nothing like truth. Everyone has their own truth. Yeah, I think we're together. Yeah, Everyone has their own truth. There's no, and I said I believe in absolute truth. There's only one truth, and that truth is the word of God. There's no other truth but the word of God. But the person said, no, I don't agree. My truth, I can't judge you based on your truth. Your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. So truth is relative depending on the person. Then I said, okay, so you say, what if a man says my truth is that when someone looks at me in a certain way or someone cuts me off when I'm driving, my truth is that the person must die, be raped and, and murdered. And the person rapes your sister murders your sister terribly and says that this is my truth. That is my truth. What will you say? Ah, oh, I didn't think about that. Of course you will not think about that. Because absolute truth is that this is God's word. And the laws of every land, or at least the United States, is based on the word of God. So there's only one truth. And, one, and truth is true wherever you are. Where, whenever you are. Whenever you are. Wherever you are. Truth always holds. Fact is different. What do I mean by that? I can stand on top of a building now, and when I jump down, that's the end. A hundred-story building. Death will okay. But when you go to the moon and you jump down, it's not going. Death is not okay. You just float. So it means that that law is different. So certain laws are different depending on where you are. Or how many again? What I'm saying. Also, the time frame. Something that is is a fact now. Maybe in 
thousand years, there might be some differences. But truth, no matter the age, no matter where you are, is the same. So it means you can put your hands together for the Lord. So the truth of God's word in 10 trillion years from now, God's word is still the same. Also, 10 billion light years from now, the word of God is still the same. 10 billion light years away, the word of God is the same. So truth is true no matter where or when you are. And it is only God's word that can pass that test. Only the Bible. So it means that if the Bible is the truth, then we must, re we must bank our lives on this Bible. It means that we must let the Bible guide our lives in everything we do. What do you think? Because it is the truth. You can have some other books, they might not be the truth. But at least the Bible is the truth. The Bible is historic, historically accurate and scientifically accurate, archaeologically accurate. Archaeology has proved many things in the Bible. Hallelujah. But even the things that have not yet been proved, when science advances, it will prove it. Oh, you didn't get that. Those things that have not been proved scientifically, when science advances, science will be able to prove some of those things. Hallelujah. So the truth is very important. So we must live our lives based on the truth. And the truth is a belt that, that keeps the armor on. Without the belt of truth, we are in trouble. We are vulnerable. And the belt of truth is the word of God. Hallelujah. The belt of the truth of God's word. So you and I must read the Bible and see the importance of the Bible. Some, many people have read the Bible and they've been healed. I know certain people who had hypertension, high blood pressure. Just by reading the Bible, God healed them. Many people have received miracles just by the word. Because the word is power. The word is truth. Some people, I mean, history, we all know about history. There are many people who in, the, in the past. Alexander the Great, who again... Alexander the Great, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, and who again? Archimedes, sorry? Esther's husband. <laughs> Axerxes or whatever his name is. Hallelujah. All these people are historical. And even though they are historical, there might be some fragments of their work, maybe one or two manuscripts. And some of them are, were written many years after they died. And yet, we consider them accurate. But the New Testament was, has over 5,000 manuscripts. No, very, very, almost negligible variances. A variant uh, is, is when, or variance, or variant is when there are differences. But all five, over 5,000 manuscripts are saying the same thing. Almost no variance, apart from maybe a letter, a dot, and just a few things. And they were written in the lifetime of the apostles who met Jesus. Now, if you were to remove every New Testament book of the Bible, like to actually, if all the New Testament books of the Bible were lost, 
the early church fathers, those who were converts of Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, some of the apostles, those early church converts, you'll be able to use their letters to the church to replicate the whole New Testament apart from the book of Revelation and I think Hebrews or one of the others. I think that's powerful. It shows that it is the truth. Hallelujah. Some people, I mean, get confused about some of the scientific things, Big Bang, uh, evolution. When you read more about it, you see more that it is not true. Those things are not true. Evolution can never be true. Some Christians try to force evolution and the Big Bang to work. No, it cannot work. Hallelujah. Because the universe was created in six literal days. Literal days. Meaning that 24-hour days. Some people feel that there are different theories on creation. The gap theory. How many know about the gap theory? Anybody else? The gap theory. Yes. And then there's the pictorial day theory. That's not worth mentioning. And then there is the literal day theory, which I believe. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's, it's not easy. You and I must rely on the Bible. I'm sure later on, I was going to talk to you about the Cambrian explosion. How many, you know, I've, I've explained it. How many want to hear it again? The Cambrian explosion. You know what the Cambrian explosion is? Shall I say it? Yeah? The Cambrian explosion. I think one of the textbooks, your textbooks, there was a Cambrian explosion. Now, evolution talks about the tree of life. And evolution says that it's a single-celled organism that was the first living organism. And then it became, after millions of years, then it will become, um, uh, it will become more complex. Maybe three or ten more cells. Then after some other millions of years, then it become maybe a thousand cells or whatever. And each millions of years, the, the cells become, uh, how do I say it, become more complex. And the tree of life says that every living thing came from uh, 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 a cell. So it means that one cell or one organism produced every living thing. That is evolution. Amen? We have, of course, we have the uh, uh, gen genetic mutation and natural selection. But I'm just talking about just a general thing. Now, there was a Cambrian explosion. They've been able to prove scientifically, and they found so much evidence that there was a Cambrian explosion. Now, what does that mean? It means that the geological period of the Earth, when you, you study geology, we have the pre-Cambrian era, which is like hundreds of millions of years ago. And then we have the Cambrian era, then we have the Jurassic, where the dinosaurs existed, then we have times of the trees and different, different times until we have our time now. That's the, 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 the geological period. Now, there's proof that during the Cambrian era, remember that the Cambrian era is so far back that there's nothing before the Cambrian, so they say pre-Cambrian era. That might make sense. Now, during the Cambrian era, every single form, complex form of life appeared at once. So the tree of life didn't hold. Because during the Cambrian era, just about most of the complex forms of life appeared at once. That, that is science. That is proven. 
So in some of the textbooks, they just write, and there was a Cambrian explosion. But they will not explain it because they don't want people to know that evolution is a hoax, it's a joke. And there was a Cambrian explosion. Hallelujah. So Cambrian explosion shows that day six, what happened in day six, day five and six? That's when God created man, animals, all those things. And the Cambrian explosion proves that the Bible is true. And evolution is a joke. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I did, I did a question and answer time long ago during the, the pandemic. It's somewhere on my Facebook and YouTube. Hallelujah. Where students were asking about evolution. And um, I think we focus more on evolution than the um, Big Bang. Okay, so that is it. Number five, the word of God cleanses and washes us. So the word of God is so powerful that when we sin, it cleanses us from all sin. It cleanses us. God forgives us and cleanses us from all sin. And the word of God cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 5 to 10. How many are hearing what I'm talking about? This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness or live in darkness, we lie. If we say we have fellowship with him and we practice sin, we live in sin, intentional practice of willful sin, we lie and do not the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light, remember the light is his word, and if we walk in the light, or let me rather say it in another way, if we walk in the light of his word, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So, when a Christian is in the word, he's being cleansed or she's being cleansed from sin. Now, let's look at Amplified. Of course, this is not a license to sin. It just means because we sin, I mean, we sin every day. What do I mean by that? The Bible says anything that is not of faith is sin. So, oh, I doubted I've sinned. Doubt is a sin. Anything that is not of faith is sin. So, if we ask ourselves, oh, God, I prayed. Hey, God might not do it. Will God do it? Maybe not. According to the Bible, it's a sin. We'll get those verses. (laughs) And then... The Bible says that for him who knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So it means that myself and, I don't know, Phoebe, can you come? Oh, oh, I think Phoebe, no, you come. Phoebe, next one. (laughs) So, if I know to do a good thing, so maybe I know that she's in need, or, or you know I'm in need, and 
God put it in your heart to give me, help me. Because I'm praying that God, if you really love me, you help me to pay this particular bill. And God put it in your heart to give it to me. And you don't do it. For him, to, for him who knoweth to do good and doeth it not. There's, there's, he's not talking about you've sinned or you've done this. No. The one who knows to do a good thing and does not do it to that person he sinned. Hallelujah. Thank you. To, to him it is sin. If, let's, let, let's read this and we'll find those verses. 1 John 1 5. This is the message of God's, God's promised revelation, which we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light. He is holy. His message is truthful. That's his word. He is perfect in righteousness. And him there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. Now, let's get the verses. To him, anything that is not of faith is sin. It means fear is sin. How many times are we sinning? That's why the blood of Jesus needs to cleanse us from all sin. Because the devil can easily deceive us into thinking that we've not committed the so-called big sins. So because there's no more big... But not knowing pride is the biggest sin. Bigger than the other, the other ones. Who are they the good? Oh God, oh I... I. That's what Lucifer said. I. So anyone who is like, I did this. I achieved this. I. is worse than all the other sins. Because God opposes the proud, not the murderer. So you can, someone can commit murder and someone can be proud and the murderer can find favor with God, but the proud will not. Because God opposes the proud. He's wild. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. Because, in fact, let's use NLT for this. So that it's pretty clear. But if people have doubt about whether they should eat something, they shouldn't eat it. They would be condemned for not acting in faith before God. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. But let's use the ESV for this. But whoever has doubt is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. This is talking about those who said, no, this meat is sacrificed to idols. I'm not going to eat it, blah, blah, blah. Hallelujah. For whatsoever does not proceed from faith is sin. Anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. I mean, how many of us, I mean, we all are sinning every day because... I will not act in faith all the time. Now, for him who knows to do good, can you get that verse? That's why we need to be reading the word to be cleansed from all sin. James 4.17. Okay, let's look at 14 to 17. Because we need to understand why the therefore is. When you find a therefore, always look to find out what it is there for. Verse 14, please. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. 
But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. I explain it. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So what God is saying is that it is not right to be saying, we are going here tomorrow. Of course, when you are at work, you can't say God willing. You have to say tomorrow. Otherwise, there will be problems. Hallelujah. So sometimes, because I like, anytime I, I, I've learned to always say God willing. Even if it's going to take extra time and I'm in a rush, as for God willing, I know God is watching, so I always say God willing. All the time. I mean, we, every time, God willing, I try. I'm not perfect, but uh, once you get text from me, you hear God willing or, or, or see God willing. Why? My mother taught me that, but not just my mother, but the Bible says it. But it's very important, the word God willing. Because what it means is that if God wills, we'll do this, we'll do that. You and I don't know tomorrow. You and I don't control tomorrow. So how can we say tomorrow we are meeting here? At work, you have no choice. <laughs> but how can you, you, how can you say tomorrow, next, next year? Well, of course, we plan ahead. But as we are planning, we know that it is God who is going to do it for us. Or he is going to keep us. What if we are not alive then? What if, even if we are alive, God does not make that thing happen? Or something else changes it? So that's why he says that, if I let, let's go back to 14 and look at it in NLT. Whereas you know not what shall be, okay, 14. How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. Our lives are a vapor. Now, before we continue, an example. Okay. I, 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 one day I'll, 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 I'll explain it further. But now, let's assume you have hot water. That is hot, and it's a hot water in a cup. What will you see? You see vapor. Now, when you see the vapor, you see that it comes up for some time and then vanishes. You don't see the vapor any longer. How many get what I'm saying? And that is how our life is. Our life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while and then it is gone. It's gone from the earth. No one, I mean, it's, that's it. If you did something significant, it will linger on. If you don't, that's the end. Very soon, Steve Jobs and the others, you give it uh, some number of years, no one will even know who is that. Maybe your grandchildren will be, maybe even not even grandchildren, your grandchildren will be asking, who, who is that? It means it's vanished. But if you have perfume here, if we had perfume here, and you spray perfume here, you also see the same mist. But the difference is that there's a lingering effect. There is a scent that continues to linger on. When you and I do something significant for God, when you and I are in the Word and we are in God, even though our lives are like a vapor and appears for a little while and vanishes away, the difference is that there will be a lingering effect. What, uh, our lives will count and there will be a lingering effect of what we've done for God. Hallelujah. Whilst if you've done nothing for God, that's it. So that's what it says. Now verse 15. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. that. That's it. Okay, continue. 
Otherwise, you will be boasting about your own plans. Think about it. And all such boasting is evil. Wow. I'll go here tomorrow. What's God saying about that? It means we are boasting. As if it is our power. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. That's why we need the blood of Jesus to be cleansing us from all sin. That's why we need the word. Hallelujah. That's why we need the word because it's the word that cleanses us. The word that cleanses us. The word that cleanses us. Remember, look at John 17, 17. The word that cleanses us. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Use NLT for this. Sanctify them. Cleanse them. Clean them. Set them apart. Make them pure and holy by teaching them your words of truth. The word of God sanctifies us, cleans us, makes us holy. What do you think? Yeah. Makes us holy. I want to be holy, holy like you. I want to be holy, holy like you. Holy Spirit. How many know that song? Wow. No one? It's a beautiful song. I want to be holy, holy like you. The next one, and then we continue next week, God willing. The word of God has creative abilities and brings miracles. Yes, the word of God brings miracles. Phoebe, think about it. It brings miracles, milagros. It brings much miracles. What did I say? Much miracles. (laughs) It brings much miracles. I was going to say milagros. (laughs) Muchos milagros. Much miracles. The word of God brings what? Much miracles in our lives. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. We can use ESV. I'll start this and we will continue next week, God willing. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now, before you continue, so how many know sometimes you, you've, you've prayed in a certain way or you've followed some instructions and you've prayed about something and it worked? So you feel that that's how it's always going to work. Let me wear this, this particular clothes. Let me pray in this way. Let me do it this way because anytime I pray this way, it works. Is it by some law or some routine or it is by the hearing of faith? Continue. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are now being perfected by the flesh? 
Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? And the answer was hearing with faith. So we receive miracles by hearing of faith. The Bible says that Apostle Paul, when he was at Lystra, he was preaching. As he was preaching, he saw a man who was impotent in his body, his feet, from his mother's womb. He, he, he was weak. You know, he couldn't move. And Apostle Paul, as he was preaching, he, the Bible says, as he was steadfastly beholding the man. So as he was preaching, he was just looking at the man as he was preaching. And perceiving that the man, as he was hearing the word of God, had faith to be healed, pointed at the man and said, just get up and walk. And the man leaped up and walked. I'm putting your hands together for the Lord. The first miracle I saw God do was when there was a lady in a wheelchair. I said we was doing miracle service. First time. And the lady was in a wheelchair. And she was, she was carried from upstairs, her, her house, carried down the stairs and put in the wheelchair by Jerry and wheeled to the car and then taken to church. And she, 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 that was her first time and she came with her sister and her sister's husband. They came to church. Now, I preached on faith and I said, we are going to pray for the sick. The sick are going to be healed. But there was another lady who had had an accident. As she was joining the highway, a car hit her and she had pain. She was limping. So I said, let me use the easy one first. <laughs> so I prayed, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I prayed for her. I did everything I could, but the lady was still limping. <laughs> still limping. Still limping. No healing, nothing. So if a lady who is walking and can force her limp, I mean, can force herself to walk was not healed, then the wheelchair, what's going to happen? So I preached and I said, God is going to do it. God is going to do it. So I was just mastering courage because of the first field. So I was mastering courage. Jesus, you know, Jesus, Jesus. And then the lady saw me. Maybe you can sit here so that you show. The, the lady saw me. The, as, as I was, I, I, I went to the wall praying. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know how I was going to pray for her because this one didn't work. So as I was going, hold my hands. She held me and got up. She held me and got up. I didn't pray for her. Because her faith, her faith, her faith, that's what did it. That's why Apostle Paul steadfastly beholding him and saw that he had faith to be healed, said, rise up and walk. I, I, I was shocked. That was the first. But the, the one I decided to do didn't work. It was the person who had faith who held my hands and got up. Yeah. So it's important for us to know that it is faith. The woman with the issue of blood, she heard the word. She heard 
that Jesus was a healer. She heard, and because she heard, she said, hey, maybe, because I've suffered many things of many physicians, physicians and I've grown worse and not better, let me just touch the hem of his talus, just maybe I'll be healed. And she rushed through the press. People were touching Jesus. Everyone was touching him, but no one was being healed. And she rushed through the press and touched the helm of his talis or garments. And the Bible says the fountain of her blood was dried up and she was healed. That was because of her faith. And Jesus said, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. And then Jesus went to Gennesareth, a town, and they heard a lot about Jesus. So because they heard by the word and increased faith, they besought Jesus, please, can we just touch the hem of your garment? But remember that so many people touched him during the time of the woman with the issue of blood. So many touched him, nothing. No results. No results. Even Peter was even devoid of the spirits at that time. That's why Peter asked, Jesus asked, who touched me? And then Peter is saying, ah, everyone is touching you. Why are you asking that question? Everyone is touching you. But Jesus knew that there was a touch that was different. So those people said, we just want to touch the hem of your garment. And Jesus permitted them. And the Bible says, as many as were able to touch the hem of his garment, every single one of them were healed constantly because of their faith. Because of their faith. That's why the word of God is so important, because of their faith. <clears throat> because of their faith. Jesus also, I mean, Peter's mother-in-law's house, they heard about Jesus, they, sorry, Peter's house, and his mother-in-law sick with a fever. When Jesus healed her, the people heard about it and brought their friends, their family members, people demon-possessed, people halt, withered, diseased, every kind of disease. And the Bible says that he cast out the spirit as his word. Matthew 8, 17. And healed every single one of them who was sick so that the, the prophecy by Isaiah will be fulfilled, which is Isaiah 53, 4, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses healed every single one of them i remember there was a time in saint paul crusade i had prayed just prayed out by faith for people to be healed a number were healed but i was wondering there's a man in with a stick there's a woman in with in a wheelchair there's a man who can't hear in both years. One year, 100% death, and, and the other year, about 80%. And I'm like, God has healed the other people. What about these people? Because it's very painful when you go and you see many people healed, especially those who are crying and saying, pray for me, pray for my child. And they are weeping, and you know that you don't have the power. And you are just praying, just God, do something. It's very difficult. Hallelujah. That's why it was nice to see that little girl who couldn't see well in El Salvador. Now, I called them forward. And I said, God is going to heal you all. But when I, before I prayed, I became anxious. What have I done? Because this is a public display. This public. There are many people who are sitting down watching. Because I tried to open the guy. A guy didn't have eyeballs, wearing glasses. And I tried to pray for the healing and nothing happened. In publicly. <laughs> publicly also. <laughs> so this one, 
I said, God will heal. So I, I said, which one is the easiest? <laughs> then I saw there was a man with a stick, <laughs> a, a walking stick. So I prayed for him. God healed him. I said, okay. Then the man who couldn't hear. I, 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 it was very simple. God heal him. Heal his ears. Touch your ears in Jesus' name. Can you hear? Yes. Can you hear? Yes. Can you hear? Yes. Then I, 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 I was almost in disbelief. So I said, no, 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 no. Can you hear? The guy said, look, I am the one who had the problem. And I'm telling you that I'm healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faith. Then the woman who had a stroke and couldn't move the left side. I said, move your left. I cannot move it. I'm paralyzed. I said, you were. Move your... I, no. Then some of her relatives, no, she's paralyzed. She can't move it. I said, don't say she can't. Until she was able to move her hands and her legs. Hallelujah. I think you were you there. So sometimes if you don't have faith, the, someone can have faith for you. But I want to make sure I'm guaranteed. So I need the faith myself. Because it always doesn't work. When someone has faith for you, you need faith for yourself. There was a lady in El Salvador this year, last year who uh, could, deaf and dumb. Two children, deaf and dumb. So I said, I'm going to pray for them. As I prayed, can you hear? She said, no. Then I prayed again. Can you hear? She said, as I was saying, can you hear? The parents were, no, 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 no. She's dead. She, she cannot hear. So trying to tell me to pray for something else. Because she cannot hear. She cannot speak. You remember? But I said to myself, God, who will sleep here until she's healed. <clears throat> so when you see the videos, I'm holding a child. I'm holding a girl. And I'm praying for other people. I said I wasn't going until she's healed. And the two of them were healed. They spoke and heard before I, we left. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about what Jesus can do when we have the word in. Amen. So you and I must trust that Jesus can do it. But we need the word of faith. Receive thee it by the works of the law or by the what? Hearing of faith. One more verse and then we close. Mark 16.2 Mark 16.2 Mark 16, 2. Oh. Mark 16. What's the last verse in Mark? <clears throat> Good. Mark 16, what, 20? Yeah, I think I missed the zero. Okay, Mark 16, 20. And they went forth... <clears throat> And preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word. Confirming the word with signs following. Signs are miracles and wild signs. So, but the key is confirming the word. If there is no word in you and I, what is there to confirm? Did you get that? Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but I'll give you what I have. The word. 
if you and I don't have the word, we don't read the word, we will not be able to walk in it. I'm trying to walk in it. That's why I'm trying my best to get the word in. Because I need to see the supernatural. I want to be able to be told. My cousin is at home dying. Please pray. But it's not just me. It can happen for every Christian. Please pray. And I'll say, go home. Your cousin is healed in Jesus' name. That's all. That's what I'm looking for. And all of us can have it. Because Jesus said, the works I do, you do also. And greater works. Not the pastors. Every single Christian can do the greater works. God can do miracles as we read the word and we have faith. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. It's not just for the pastor. It's for every Christian. And finally, how do you get faith? Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You and I need the word of God. So what do we do? We have audio Bible. Take your phone, go to the Bible app, play it at night, and let the word of God come. If you have a message, a preaching message, play it at night, let the word of God come. You realize that the word of God is coming in all the time. You are listening to word, the word. You are listening to Bible, audio Bible. You take John, the book of John. You take whatever the book is, you take it and you listen over and over and over again. You read the Bible. You have your quiet time. You get into the Bible. You read it on a regular basis. And you see that the word of God is rich in your life. Faith is increasing. Every Christian has faith. But our faith can grow. And it grows through the word of God. Amen? So I want to encourage you, the Bible is good. The Bible is powerful. The Bible brings so many blessings. There's power in God's word. So let's get the power of God's word into our hearts and into our minds and into our lives. And God will bless you. Shall we stand to our feet? <clears throat> and let's speak to God. Let's ask God to speak to our hearts. Ask God to touch our hearts. Ask God to draw us near to his word. God, I want to draw near to your word. Lord, I want to be close to you. Draw me deeper into your word. Let me know how powerful your word is. Let me love your word. Let me read your word on a regular basis. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Just ask him to draw close to you. That you want to draw close to him. That you want the word of God to be close to you. You want to be close to his word. You want to remain in his word. You want his word to, to touch you. You want his word to affect your life. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that your word will be rich in our hearts and in our lives. Draw us deeper into your word of truth. In the name of Jesus. May we experience your power through your word. Increase our faith as we hear your word, as we read your word, as we do your word. Increase our faith, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Once we are praying, if you are watching, you are here, you don't know Jesus Christ. Even if you are watching, you can just raise your hands and say, Pastor, 
I want Jesus Christ to see my hands up. I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. If you want the Lord Jesus Christ to save you, you want to be born again. You know in your heart that you are far away from God, but you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. Then I want you to repeat, including all of us. Let's repeat our confession of faith. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 We may take our seats. Offering time is blessing, blessing time. time. Let's take out a good offering. If you have your offering, your tithe, your first and best, your first fruits, whatever it is, give to the Lord and he will bless you and multiply your seed. You can give by text or texting give to the number on the screen or you can give through PayPal or Zell, Christ Revealed 21 at gmail.com or you can scan and God will do a good blessed thing in your life. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He makes me lie down in green pastures He leads me beside still waters he restores my soul. He leads me the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Here though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. I'm in love. I'm in love with my Jesus. With my Jesus, I'm in love. I've fallen in love One more with time. my Lord. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with my Jesus. With my Jesus, I'm in love. I've fallen in love with my Lord. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Where is Joel? To take the Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Whilst we getting ready for the announcements, I want to encourage us here and watching to remember Saturday and Sunday, God willing, for the Easter convention. It's a miracle convention. So you come with your prayer requests 
you come, even if there's someone who is in great need, you are trusting God for, you can even hold your phone. Because people have been healed with this, from their homes in bed. And God has healed them in bed just by people having their cell phones. We've seen it. So you can do the same. Hallelujah. And those who cannot be here um, and are in different states or countries or whatever, you can also watch and trust God for your miracle. Hallelujah. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We welcome our sister.